Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Nicole Leno, and we are here with an episode that I have been waiting to do for so long. Ever since I started doing the celebrity readings, I was like, you know, because some of them I choose because of something that's going on in the world. Um, There's a timely kind of person that's sort of in the news, and I'm like, oh, let's do a reading on them, or I'm interested in them. And then sometimes it's just like, I love them so much, I want to do a reading on them. And this is the one. So um, I'll tell you who it is in just a moment. Um, in the meantime, I do want to tell you about some of the things that are going on inside the group. And then we're going to dive into this reading that I'm like jumping out of my skin to do. Um, some of the things for you to know about, we have some big changes coming to this podcast. I'm super excited about them. I cannot wait. And I want you to be part of the team that is helping us with this relaunch. So we are relaunching the podcast. We are doing this August, um, April, not August. April 5th will be the official launch date. April 3rd is sort of the soft launch. Um, So we would love for you to be part of that team. If you're listening to this episode before April 3rd, please go to nicoleno.me forward slash podcast links, and you'll see a link in there to join our podcast relaunch team. Click on that link, put in your information, and you will join our team to be part of getting the word out about the new incarnation of this show. So many new things are coming. It's going to be a little bit different. We're taking it in a bit of a different direction, new name, new artwork, all the fun stuff. And I can't wait to to unveil it all to you. And I would love for you to be part of this little journey with us. You've been part of it. You're part of our family. So we'd love for you to be part of this. We have lots of prizes that will be given out for people who share and who are getting involved. Um, so, so please um, join us and get a chance to win lots of fun things. Anyway, um, jumping right in. Um, let's get to the episode, shall we? Cause I can't wait. I've been waiting like months to do this. I've had this chart on my desk for, I don't even know how long. Um, and our celebrity reading is Bono. My spirit animal is Bono. And U2 has been my favorite band since I was about nine years old or something like that. I went to my first show when I was 11 or 12 at Yankee Stadium. I saw you 2 on the Zoo TV tour, and it was a religious experience. I never turned back. They have been my favorite ever since, and literally they wrote the soundtrack to my life. So I did have the opportunity to meet them once. It's, all, it's, 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 it's been a long, long history with me and this band, and particularly this man. So I'm, I'm really excited to do this because reading his chart, um, you've heard me say this before if you've listened to the celebrity readings before, that it's just so interesting when we see somebody in the public eye, we've been following them for me, who, like, you know, in, in this case, I've been following Bono for, you know, 30 plus years. And, you know, you see them evolve, you see them change, you see them, you see the way that they operate in the world. And then when we tie it back to the chart, there's some things that are just like, oh, I, I see that energy. So, what my hopes with these episodes is that. You're, I'm going to talk about like his gate six and his gate 23. And if you have those in your chart, maybe you can start to see a little bit about how they show up for you. So, so let's dive in. First of all, let's talk about what he is. Bono is a one, three emotional generator. He has 
all he has eight centers defined. The only center he has defined is his will center, his ego, will, heart center. Um, that is the only one, and it is wide open. He has no active gates in there, and then he's just got, and he's a triple split definition. He has eight other, eight centers defined otherwise. So he's got an active chart, lots and lots of energy, which I think fits him because for those of you who are not familiar with Bono or familiar with his whole body of work, which is, which is very diverse. Um, he's a humanitarian. He's an activist. He is the lead singer of the front man of the, the greatest rock band in the world. You too. Um, <laughs> they have had an over 40 year career. He's been married to the same woman to his high school sweetheart. Since, and he's been with her, met her and the band in the same week, all at, in high school. So they all met in high school or secondary school, as they call it in Ireland. He's in, they're an Irish band for those of you who don't know this. Um, so he has this, he has this history of like keeping people. Um, people are very close to him. He has the same friends that he grew up with in, in Dublin. Um, the band, he and the band have been together since I think they got together in officially in like 1977, 76. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. And he met his wife the same week that he met the band at school. And so he was like 16, 17 years old, and he meets these, the lifelong partners in his life. And he keeps them all, and he keeps them all very close. That is not to say that they don't have their issues. They do, and we'll get into a little bit of, of how that might look. Um, he also wrote a book recently, which I, of course, read um, called Surrender 40 Songs. Um, it, it's, he, kind of themed the book around 40 songs that sort of shaped his life and his career. Um, it was a really great book. I'm going to highlight some items, some things that he mentioned in there that kind of help inform the chart. So l l let's dive into this a little bit. I'm going to start with the first thing that I notice is, well, let's talk about the fact that he has these close relationships, these close ties. Um, he lost his mother when he was, uh, I believe, 14 years old. Um, his mother suddenly died of an aneurysm. So he always had this, you know, mom-shaped hole in him. And you hear it in a lot of his music. You hear the longing. You hear this existential questioning all the time. And... There's he has the 6124 channel or the 2461, however you want to say it. That goes it's down the center. It's an individual channel running from that's what connects his head center to his ajna. And this is the center, this is the the center of uh, excuse me, the channel of a seeker. This is this the channel that asks us, why are we here? And I, I always see this one because it's individual. An individual is always creative, mutative, meaning it's here to change, in this case, the way we think, the way this person thinks. They're going to have a very unique and individual way of, of thinking about things, um, particularly thinking about the questions of, of, the, of the head center of why are we here? What are we here to do? This questioning God. And something I've heard Bono say throughout the years, um, many times, and he says it in his book, is that he believes that all good rock and roll is an argument with God. And you hear it in their songs. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I still haven't found what I'm looking for is, is, a, is a song about, about God, is a song about faith. 
Um, they're deeply, you wouldn't know it necessarily because they're not outwardly necessarily religious, but they have a deep, deep faith as a band. I think everybody but the bassist Adam <laughs> um, was was very um, brought up very, very Christian and held those beliefs very close. And this this sixty one twenty four it, it questions our spirituality. It's deeply spiritual. It's existential in nature. It's all about enlightenment. And I believe that their catalog and the songs that he's written, because he writes the lyrics to the songs mostly. I believe the Edge writes some of them as well. But that they write a lot together. And these these a lot of them are questions. A lot of them. One of the things that I loved growing up with these songs and why they spoke to me so deeply was that they were always asking questions. They weren't necessarily, they would tell me some things, but there was always space for me to question and ponder and for my thoughts to enter the song, for my beliefs to be questioned and to be, to be you know, put out in front and allow me to swim in them in a little while in the context of the song that they put out. And this is, this is one of those things I think that stands out that he's constantly questioning, constantly asking, why are we here? What are we here to do? Why God? Why? But in a way that's very hopeful in a way that's, that is not grounded and rooted in despair. It's always been rooted in hope. It's always been rooted in this, this looking to something higher. And I believe that part of that is he has gate 25 in his conscious Mars. <clears throat> gate 25 is a gate in the G center. The G center, I think that this is a, a great representation of, this is just the love of spirit. That feeling like, I know I'm connected to something bigger through my identity, not just through the way that I think. He has it in the way that he thinks, but also in, in his heart. I, I'm connected spiritually to something higher I am a part of something higher. One, he started the One Campaign and the One Foundation, which is all about getting uh, life-saving drugs and funding to to specifically African countries, but making sure that they have they have the medicines that access to medicines that we have in the Western world. Um, this concept of one, I think, is very much very much representative of the twenty-five. It's that feeling of, um, but it, it, it is individual in nature, but it's very spiritual, deeply spiritual, and connects us to that feeling of, I am connected to the all. I am, I am this spiritual being. Um, moving down the head center into the Ajna and the Ajna to the throat, we have the 4323, and now we're getting into his incarnation cross. Now, the incarnation crosses your purpose. And when, when we say purpose, we're really looking for an overall theme of the four gates of your conscious sun, conscious earth, and your unconscious sun and your unconscious earth. Now, there's nuances in here because it depends on the lines that you have active. It depends on, um, it depends on just the individual person, of course, gets to shine through this. But these are the central themes in a person's life. And for him, I think it's so interesting because this is really about the, this incarnation cross. When we put them all together, it's about insight, insights that need to be expressed because the 23 is his conscious sun and the 20 and the 43 is his conscious earth. So it's, it's insights that need to be expressed. 
These are individual insights. I know is what the 2343 says. It says, I know. And it's saying, I know, and this is also called the genius to freak channel or the freak to genius channel. I, it's, it's called genius to freak, but it's really freak to genius because it's really about having such individual thoughts and individual ways of seeing things, such a different way of seeing life. Just your thoughts are so individual and so innovative. It's an, it's a channel of innovation that your thoughts are so innovative that people don't get them at first. So you start speaking about them and the 23 needs to be expressed. The 43 has the, has the innovative thought. The 23 is like, I've got to put it out there. There's such a need in the 23 to express itself. And it's so much so that the 43 is the, the 43 is so individual that it almost, they, they call it a deaf channel because the 43 doesn't hear what anyone else is saying. And it's like, no, I have my way. And I think you've seen this evolve. He's a very, very defined point of view and it absolutely needs to be expressed. And it's expressed. I think the other thing that's so interesting here, when we look at this, this, uh, incarnation cross, the 2343, especially the 2343 is so rooted in tonality and in the frequency of one's voice. It is not just the words that are being said, but it's the way that you say them. And it is the frequency that you put out with your voice. The 23 being in the throat center for a singer, for a singer and a songwriter, and and to be as prolific as he is, of course, as well. But for a singer to have the 23 and the 43, that channel being so individual in nature, so out of the box with the way that you think and that need to be expressed throughout his book. He just, he talks about there, there's this fight within the band that and he, he doesn't really put it that way, but you certainly get that sense that he's pushing the band to innovate, to do something different. This band has gone from being like kind of punk rock adjacent in their very early years. They were really influenced by the punk rock movement in, in the UK, in the you know 70s and, and early 80s. Then they end up kind of in this, like doing their own thing in this like new agey sort of way. I don't even know how you would explain it. They kind of have their own type of genre. There's the, the, the edge has a certain way of playing, his, of, of, of crafting sound and and their their way of blending activism with the songs that they're writing with the music that they're creating um then they move into they do the Joshua tree of course the Joshua tree is a very more traditional and more rooted in american style singing and songwriting um and then we have they go to Octung baby which is embracing the electronic the electronic phase that's coming in at that time with like Radiohead and OK Computer and, and bands like that coming up. Um, they embrace that with Octane Baby. These were not easy changes. They were constantly reinventing themselves and making the band into something new. This is so 4323 to me is just like, no, we've done that. It's got to be different. I hear it. I can feel it. I have to express it. That feels, and the, the, some of the members of the band, you know, they almost broke up over some of these changes because it's hard because they're like, we have this sound. Can't we just do what we're good at? And he's like, no, (laughs) no, we can't. We have to break the mold again. And this to me is sort of a combination of that 4323. That's like, no, I have to express this in a new way. 
I have this thought. I have this way. And I have to express it in a new way because the old way, I'm not interested in it. That is very much an expression of the 4323 to me and also his 1-3 profile line. The one is like, I have foundations. I'm going to be an expert. I am going to, I'm going to have a foundational knowledge and, and, and a foundation of, think about foundations in the one line of this band. Like, these are my people. The woman that he's been in love with his entire life. This is my woman. This is my partner in life. Foundational, the one. The one is, the one's a rock. <laughs> And then the three is like, no, let's break it. Let's do it. Let's change it. it. all It's only interested in change. The three is always interested in evolution. So I, I hear this in the themes that are going on in this band of like, no, we've got to break it again. We've got to change it. We've got to move. We've got to, who wants the same old thing again? Let's do it new. Let's do it different. Let's do it better. And, you know, sometimes to their detriment, sometimes to breaking, almost breaking the band up in order to break the sound and change it again. The other element I think plays out strongly here is the, 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 the 2838, which is, which com, which connects the root center to the spleen. Um, that is another individual channel and it's the channel of struggle. Now the channel of struggle, I see a lot of very prolific artists with the channel of struggle. Um, and really what this is about is when it's, you know, and, and all of these swing on a spectrum of low expression to high expression. The high expression is that you have the ability to struggle for the, for the things that you want to bring into the world. It's very creative in nature. All individual circuitry is, but the individual circuitry is about, in this case is about, I want to bring this into the world. This is worth risking it all for. I'm going to go for it. And I am not going to stop until it's done. This is worth everything I have. And I will stay in it till the very, very end for better or for worse, <laughs> for better or for worse. So with this, the, these themes I see repeating throughout the entire, throughout his entire chart. And I see it reflected in his life and his work. He also has the channel of the alpha, the 731. And this is a, this is the design of a general. This is leadership. And he's taken a leadership role, not only in his band, but also in the world. I am a leader. I am here to lead in, in who I am. And I'm able to step forward and influence the collective. I am here to influence the collective. He has this really interesting blend of, of um, he's got a collective channel. He's got mostly individual circuitry. And then he also has the 59.6, which is the defense circuit. Now he talks about in the, in, in the book a little bit of how he can be very protective over his family. He can be very protective over his people. And that's definitely a, um, an element of the 59.6. I have this. There's a little bit of like, if you step to my people, you better watch out. I will cut you. That is kind of this, that is kind of the, the vibe of this channel. And he talks about that where even when he, I think his first child was being born and the doctor wanted to do something and his wife had to calm him down because he was getting very defensive about what they wanted to do about taking her in for labor early, whether that was safe was really his concern, whether it was safe for her. 
And the way he put it was, you know, I, I have this kind of feeling of like, you hurt my people, I hurt you. <laughs> and you hurt my woman, I will hurt you. And his wife is like, calm down, we're, we're fine. Um, they're, they're taking good care of me. But that's very much the defense circuit, that 59-6 at work of saying like, I will defend what is mine. I will defend who is mine. Now, the other very, um, you know, I, I think that there's, there's, a, there's so many things in this chart. When I looked at it, I was like, oh, my God, so much makes sense. Um, he's a triple split definition, which the triple split, what that can lead to is this feeling of usually triple splits are very driven. Um, they have a lot of energy because typically triple splits have a good amount of channels because that's how the, the definition gets split. Not always. I don't want to make, make that sound like a hard and fast rule, but we see it a lot with people who have seven, eight, and nine centers defined. So usually a good amount of energy and it's all broken up. So it doesn't all speak to each other. So with Bono, it's his head, Ajna and throat and G center all speak that whole center line going from like who he sees himself as to how he expresses himself, how he thinks, um, how he determines um, inspiration and inspiration comes from within him. He's inspiring himself and has the ability to inspire others. Um, and then through his Ajna, the way that he thinks, those are all connected and they can all speak freely within that, that little chain right there of four centers. Then he has his root and his spleen that are connected through the channel of struggle. And then he has his sacral and his solar plexus connected through that channel of mating, the 59.6. Now, so he has three pockets of definition, three islands, and they can't talk to each other. And what that can result in is three voices in your head. And with three voices in your head, that can feel like you're being pulled in multiple directions. It can feel like you've always got a part of you that wants to move. And typically with these people, we see that they, they look and when we have a small split, we tend to say like, what's missing from me? What do I need to fix inside of me? It can feel like a hole. And then when you have a triple split, it can look like I need to fix this outside. I need to, I need to, the problem is outside of me. So they can be very driven to fix the things in the outside world to get things to, depending on how they interpret that and how that plays out in their life. I think it's very interesting because the triple split in this, in this case could have something to do with his, his incredible activism to the point of, of almost not. I don't want to say neglecting his family. His family was very well taken care of, I'm sure. But he, he says in the book, part of the reason he wrote the book was so that his kids would understand why he wasn't there so much. Why he chose that even when he wasn't touring and doing his U2 rock star thing, why he chose to go and fight for debt cancellation for African countries, for third world countries, why he, why he was absent to, why he kept doing more and more trying to get life-saving drugs for these countries and they, that they could have the same access to medical care that, that the Western world does. That he saw things that he couldn't unsee and he had to fix them. He felt compelled to use what he had been given to do good in the world. That that felt like it became, I, and, and the way that it sounds in the book and the way that he explains it, I, I, I don't know if he'd necessarily disagree with this, but that it was a bit of an obsession, that it became um, a, a really 
a really determined mission within him to help in this way. And that can be that, that sort of can be the triple split where you see outside of you. I want that. I'm going after that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to fix that. That's where the attention can go. Whereas the small split, it's like, I have to fix me. What's that thing missing from me? I have to be this. It's a different, it's a difference of perspective of where we put the, where the split plays out. Does it play in our outside world? Or does it play out in our inter- internal world? And for him it plays out more in his external world. Now his nodes, the nodes of the moon, I thought this was interesting. His, it goes from, uh, he has the 36 in his south node and the six in his north node. The south node and the north node, what that really represents is themes of our life path. And this is both conscious and unconscious to him. And it's the themes of our life path. So the south node is kind of what we come into the world with. And sometime during our mid-30s, we shift over into the north node theme. It's the trajectory of our life. So for him, he goes from this collective theme of experience and adventure, and it can be chaos in the 36th gate. It can be this, this need for change through experience which can result in crisis because you're always pushing people to the brink. So if you think about that, the band always pushing for something new, a new experience, a new thing. He talks about taking his wife to South America during, you know, when it was a war zone during like the, I believe it was like the Iran Contra days. And well, no, not not that, but the, um, where the U S was funding guerrilla guerrillas in in these governments to overthrow governments and causing war um he took his wife to these countries and that's where bullet the blue sky came from so doing these things having these experiences to experience something to with the hope of of supporting change that's the 36 so that's the up until his mid-30s that's kind of the overarching theme in his life. But then where does it go? That matures into the six. Now the six is conflict and friction for the sake of progress. The six is the peacemaker, diplomacy. Somewhere around 40 years old, you start to see him on Capitol Hill and you start to see him lobbying and playing a different game. And this shift in his way of thinking of saying, I want to be an activist who actually gets something done. Sometimes you have to work with people you disagree with fundamentally to get something done. I think he says, you don't have to agree on everything, but you, as long as you agree on one thing that you can both get done. That's very much the six. <laughs> That's very much this, this gate of the diplomat. And I, I think seeing that trajectory, seeing that shift how it goes from this, and both of these gates are very emotional. These are these are emotional gates, um, but they're they're different in nature. They're different in their theme. And moving from that experience and change for adventure, for the sake of of something new, and maybe pulling yourself into crisis and the people around you into crisis, in order to have these new experiences, to looking to looking to the sixth gate of becoming a peacemaker, becoming someone who can build bridges and rather than strengthen and widen the divide. 
Um, I think that that was, I thought that was very interesting to see in here. Um, the other thing, the last thing I'll say is his open ego. So let's talk about that open center that's just sitting there in the sea of all of this definition. His open center. Now, the, the open ego, the open will center says, I got to prove myself. I'm not good enough as I am. And even with all of the strength in here, you do hear this theme. He had a, he had a difficult relationship with his father. Um, I think it was just complicated. Um, his mother died when he was young. His dad was left to raise two boys by himself. I don't think he was a terribly, um, doesn't sound like he was a, a, a touchy-feely man. <laughs> and um, and I, I think that Bono felt like, he, he, he has a phrase in there, and I don't have it written down exactly, but he says, um, you know, there's two ways to push your kids along to, to, to get your kids to grow. You can encourage them and tell them they're the greatest in the world, or you can ignore them. And then they look to prove you wrong. So much of his, his ambition in life, um, you hear him tie it back to this feeling of not feeling good enough and not feeling loved by his father. At the end of the book, he sort of resolves where some of that might have come from and how he might have projected that onto his father, that he wasn't actually necessarily getting all of those messages from him directly, that it was an internal feeling that he had. Will I ever be good enough? Will you ever just give me a compliment? He talks about he, he, how he was at a concert, he, their concert, and his father's at this show, I think it was in Houston, and he tells the whole crowd, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Houston, Texas, my dad, Bob Houston. And he has like the whole spotlight on him, the crowd roars and everything, and they go backstage after. And his father said, he's like, you know, I have to, he's like, um, Bono, let me, let me tell you something. And it was like, you know, Bono's like, is this it? Am I going to get a compliment from my father? Is this the moment? And his father just shakes his hand. He's like, you're very professional up there. And, and it was like, you know, that's, that's, that's all I'm going to get. He laughs about it now, but you could tell that that was what he was always seeking. That can be that open ego that can drive us. It can drive us to great success. Many people are very successful living in the not self. I do think he leans more on his definition and more on who he is. And he's, he's pretty decent at, at coming back to what is true and right for him and coming back to a higher expression to the gift rather than the shadows. But you do hear that theme there of how you could, you know, he was being pulled by that open ego, that need to prove, that need to be good enough that came from inside of him, how that is the piece that can pull and start to pull at that triple split definition. We're always looking at those open centers there because that's probably where the greatest conditioning is going to be. And he had the susceptibility to feel that more so than the other places because that open ego was sitting there, that open will center was sitting there the whole time. So when he didn't feel good enough, when his father didn't give him the love that he was missing from his mom, he felt, I'm not good enough for him. What can I do to be good enough? So he started singing because his father was a singer. And all of this stuff of trying to be seen by this man. And, you know, will you see me now when there are 15,000 people in the crowd and I tell them to cheer for you? Will you see me? Will then I be good enough? That's an open ego theme. I also think that it's part of what keeps him from being leaning harder into the ego. Um, 
which can also be something that softens him a little bit because he seems to have a bit of humility when it comes to how he sees himself and how he tells his story. So I'm going to leave this here. I could go on and on because there's literally, there's so much more even in this chart, but I wanted to highlight these aspects. I think that we gave a pretty good, a pretty good uh, lay of the land for Bono here. And I thank you for being a part of this episode with me and listening and allowing me to do a little HD human design reading for my hero, honestly, the man who wrote the soundtrack to my life. So I'm very grateful to him and I'm very grateful to you for listening to this. So please remember, join our podcast relaunch team. Go to nicolelano.me forward slash podcast links and sign up for that relaunch team so that you stay up to date on all the things that we have going on and we can keep you, send you graphics and all the fun stuff and you can share all the things that are happening over here. We're going to be relaunching in just in about a week or so. So... I hope that you found this episode fun, insightful, helpful. I hope that any aspects of your chart that shined through in Bono's chart, I hope that they got, gave you a little bit of clarity in that direction, understanding yourself more, as I always hope you do, that these episodes do. Now remember, you're only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. So go out there and be limitless, everyone. I will see you in the next episode. If you are a fan of the show, love this episode, and want to stay connected with me and other entrepreneurs who are on their human design journey, I encourage you to join our free Facebook group, Human Design for Entrepreneurs. Go to nicolelano.me forward slash podcast links, where we can link you up to that Facebook group, as well as all of the current offers that we have going on at this moment. Join us over there. I hope to see you in the Facebook group and see you in the next episode.